Yeah. Let's do it, man. All right. I'm excited. This is fun. All right. Well, well, hello, everybody. I am Gary Horn, and this, or this is Gary Horn, and this, this is this is the NWA. It's a podcast celebrating the past, present, future, history, legacy, and tradition. A whole shebang of one of the greatest pro wrestling entities of all time. We're talking about the National Wrestling Alliance. I feel like there was like a spirit floating next to me. I saw over here like a bunch of flashing. Hey, hey guys. Man, I, I am so excited right now. I am not alone here. That voice you just heard was Dr. Robert Stinson. He doesn't like it when you say doctor, but he's well, there. You shouldn't have gone to school for so many years. Yeah, you should have <laughs> stayed home, buddy. Hey, I'm paying for it now. I'm paying for it now. <laughs> that other voice you hear is the legend, the icon, the, uh, the, the man who is known as Hey, It's Will Daly. Uh, you've been seeing his stuff on this is the NWA podcast. Uh, Hey, Will, what's up? Hey friends. Uh, Uh, guys, we, we just started. Will, I don't mean to cut you off, but I got a surprise for you already right off the bat. Watch this. Hold on. Oh, who, who has joined us? Hello. Wait a minute. This isn't the website I thought I was getting on. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. David Legata is here. How are you, sir? I was signing up for the Rotella Giraffe Show. Where is that? that (laughs) That's a that's a different channel now, uh, sir. That is that is that is that is not this one. He's he's not here today. So. Oh, wait, how can I change my background? Hold on, how do I do that? Oh, you can do that. Down to the uh, bottom left, there's a uh, video camera. This is old man me, here we go. <laughs> like that squiddy-eyed thing you're doing, that's good. Uh, I was gonna put the Carnyland thing behind me so I could be cool like all of you guys. Uh, you can do it. How do I do it? Uh, ah, screw it. How are we, gentlemen? Did you have a good time? Oh my uh, God, it was so great, man. It was, a, it was, was a blast. Just think I've been watching that for two months by myself, just, you know, laughing, cackling that you guys couldn't see it and I could. So, uh, so was that how long it just took to edit the whole thing? Like it was oh. just... Uh... I did it last week. Billy Trask and I did it last week, so... Uh, oh, nice. It was kind of sad, right? You know, uh, Gary, you were there. Uh, Robert, you were there too that, that day. People, I, we didn't really want to advertise it. That was 30 minutes after Kobe died that we shot right. that show. Wow. And so I remember walking out and I'm like, what's wrong with the audience? Why are they all like, like somber? And then everyone told me, I was like, oh, that's not good. And I remember going and we we're like, eh, they're getting to it. But after the last two months of no crowd wrestling, it's been, uh, you know, it was kind of very refreshing to see everyone go crazy. So, no, I, I think the crowd sounded awesome, man. I was uh, watching the thing and, you know, I did, I totally forgot that was the case. But I remember sitting in the crowd now that you say that and seeing the, the, messages get passed around like they're like yeah it was very it was very well i just remember walking backstage and everyone was just i'm like i'm like we have a show to do guys i know this is terrible we have to figure out what to do i think we did we do a circle squared before i think we sent out a circle squared i think first yeah yeah i believe that's right um and uh, you know we just had to figure that out i'm trying to figure out this camera thing where where is it mr horn i know i'm wasting your show by trying to no it's really okay this is what's fun uh down in the bottom left there's a there's a video camera do you see it next to the microphone it's a stop video if i click okay yeah but if but if you hit the arrow next to it there's a 
choose virtual background option. Ah, let me see if I can find it. Did I put it on this computer? And if you no. did, there's a plus sign like where you can add a photo for a virtual background. You're a plus sign. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my wife's gonna hate that because that sounds like something i would say guys we're also being joined right now not only by mr david lakata but uh Kyle. nwa referee jared fritz is also here uh you're i'm on with uh, gary horn you know the guy with the beard that's at our shows <laughs> that follows you around yeah so um kyle i'll call you back but i thought you they would want to have you on so uh, no, you should totally send it. You should send it to Kyle too. I should have sent it to him. Yeah, I'm soaking. My shoulder's bothering me. Okay, I'm, I'm going to hang up because I, I I already thought it was in a different chat room. This is this is erotic. Not the chat room I want to be in. Bye. <laughs> I can't say if the giraffe or Rotella was there, but I, I can definitely say uh, where is this thing I sent to Maureen? Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. That's not what it is. Um, oh yeah, invite Gary Vaynerchuk in too while you're at it. Like since we're just having a party now. Like just a giant Zoom chat. Gary Vaynerchuk almost bought TNA with us. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Oh wow! There's a there's a there's a video from September 11th, 2016, where Billy's meeting with Gary Vaynerchuk, and we I saw like a clip of that. Yeah, yeah. we used it in uh, some other stuff, but that that day was right before the lawsuit, and um, and that was basically we went in there because he uh, he uh, was going to help us. Okay, let me see if that works. How do I? Oh, look at that, Carnyland! Yeah, look at that. That's not the there best. There we go. Um, this is quality stream television. Hello, Jeremy. How are you? <laughs> What's up? I'm wearing my shirt. Yeah, that's a nice <laughs> shirt. You can't flash the Carnyland logo behind your head and that not be the first thing that we talk about right now. Yeah, like, I, I feel like we have to jump right that's what in. What are you talking about? Yeah. Well, I mean. What, what can you tell us about it besides what Billy already told us? Nothing. Probably. Exactly. Yeah, great. Thanks. Where is it? <laughs> this is why we do this show, for all the exclusives that we get. The scoops with a Z. Yeah. With a Z. That's, that's like, let's talk about May Valentine. Let's talk about May's right. diary. We can talk about May Valentine all day. Let's talk about her. Legata, did you hear the interview I did with May Valentine? You have a show? Yeah. See, that's a no. <laughs> you should check it out. May May Valentine is a fascinating lady. Like I enjoy do you think May Valentine lives. Do you think May lives in Carneyland? I mean, I believe it. I believe she could. Yes. Probably yeah. right out uh, right outside. Yeah. On the outside. As, as, as Mr. Aldous said in Wrestling Days this thing, it, it might be two towns over from Parts Unknown. So yeah. or maybe one. I have to remember what there's another town that's one more over. So perfect. I uh so wait, so now this makes me wonder if it's like a scripted show or if this is a, uh, um, I, I know that's a weird term to use, but uh, you know, like, are you, are you like using all the unaired episodes of Friends that, that you wrote? Are you just doing that for her? I brought Gunther back and he lives, he is, he's at the coffee house. Um, what was his name? Whatever Gunther, I don't know. I feel bad. I used to talk to him all the time. I don't know what his name is, so uh well a lot of people in the chat mr lagana if you didn't know are super excited about superpower and uh how outstanding this chat is now that that you guys are all here yeah um they uh i, I got a props for the may interview and they wish that uh or they're glad that tna didn't work out and that you guys fought the nwa instead so do you feel that way generally uh 
I don't, I, I, uh, as I, you know, we talk about my cat, it's not my circus. And it's not my monkey. I've got my circus and my monkeys behind the Carneyland sign. So I don't worry about, I don't worry about what if, you know, we would have made that work too. Um, so, you know, they're, they're backed by a billion dollar company that bought a TV network so that they can be on television. Um, for us, you know, we, we went a different direction. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so did anything, I guess I'm trying to think of fun questions I can ask you to talk about superpower tonight, but, uh, did, did anything happen off the cuff that you didn't expect to happen for superpower? You can think of right offhand. Uh, I think question mark junior. That was like a last minute decision. That was a, I'm just saying that was, that was definitely off the cuff. He wasn't wearing cuffs. He was a big man. You can't wear cuffs. When you're that big. <laughs> can confirm. Yeah. yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm just to the left of being a fat guy. And it's just, you know, I never, no cuffs. Um, so. Yeah. I, I got to say, I took personal offense. I was watching Camille's video right before this one. And she was talking about the one bikini that gave her a muffin top. And I was like, lady, come on. Like, let's, let's be real for a second. Some of us have a whole day for you. So. <laughs> but yeah. Oh man. I'm excited to talk about uh, Jared in this too because uh he breathed like two of the matches i saw his uh man bun in there uh floating around <laughs> signature so. for myself yeah D does it irritate you jared when people yell out adam cole baby uh at every show no no i mean i mean if i can if i can look similar to him i'm not going to complain about that in any any fashion there it irritates me i'm, I'm sitting in the crowd and <laughs> no matter what people always yell that i think they're just waiting for me to throw up the the fingers. I, I don't know if that's what they're waiting for or not. Are you how over the tag ropes are? Oh man, that's that's Hebner's thing though. Like that's yeah, that's all him. People people love him to tie up the tag ropes. I, I, I saw that the first. I'm like, what is happening? Because I'm, I'm doing like ten things at that time. I'm like, why are they react? Like, why are they reacting? Like, what are they doing? Why are they wasting that? And I was like, oh, it's a tag rope thing. Uh, so I enjoy it. Yeah, it's uh it's it's kind of weird. Gary, but, uh, have you had Brian Hebner on this show? I have not. Ooh, uh, Brian Hebner. I, I need to try to do better at hitting him up. You you made a generous offer one time, Dave, and I I, I try I, I'm trying to do this, like we're trying to grassroots this thing, like just build this thing up. Uh have you seen Will's videos? His hey, it's yeah, Will Haley. Like yeah, I think yeah, I they were great. Yeah, uh, we yeah, added him nice to the edge. This is the NWA. Well, can you do any work on uh, Gary's beard? Uh, uh, well, mine's professionally done, so I, I can't personally do any work on it. But uh, Well, this is going a different direction than I wanted. But um, <laughs> this is like all we started when you slide in for scoops. We, we, went, we went from a Zoom tutorial to hair care. Mm -hmm. I need a haircut. What's, what's next? Um. <laughs> Well, if Monkey was here, we'd do a cat show, but I don't want to I don't want to take away from the giraffe show that's going on on a different channel. You guys are talking trash, but I'm seeing the pop-ups in my bottom right screen telling me we just get new subscribers. So like I'm feeling pretty good about it. It's 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 kind of nice. I think it, I think it's Legata and uh his his quarantine life. Like people are ready to see him. He's been living in a cave for forever. They're like, is that guy still around? I'm looking to see how many people have entered Carneyland on. The Instagram was at zero, and it's now at 150. So it's uh, rocketing up on a first day. So 
Look at how great I'm doing. I didn't even know there was a carnival in Instagram yet. I haven't even had a chance to look at that. Because you can hop right on. I mean, you let wrestling days finish, and then we, we hop on. Yeah. yeah Did we all wish him a happy birthday? I feel like that didn't – like, I forgot to put something in the show for him that would have done a – you know, but I have a feeling he might he might visit Carneyland too. So we all we all live in Carneyland, as I tweeted. Trust me, we all live in Carneyland. This is perfect. I uh, I, I did DM him a uh, a happy birthday, and uh, somebody's given me the uh, go ahead that I should pitch to you that I want to be the next Oliver Humperdinck. Um, <laughs> I have uh, I've uh, been we've been doing these little cast streams on uh, for the the fam the hashtag nwa fam and yep. uh we'll watch stuff and uh chat on the cast app and uh the other day we were watching starcade 89 and he was managing the wild samoans and everybody thought if i would poke my gut out just a little bit more open my shirt up that need i need the hawaiian uh, shirt need the hawaiian shirt or or look up the bam bam bigelow manager thing you need that suit he had it looked like a figment from epcot or the guy that used to carry signal from Epcot. <laughs> I love that. We uh we kicked Robert Stinson out there. Is there any you've got David Lagana right here in front of you right now? You've got Jared Fritz, the man who's been in the ring with all these people. Stinson, is there something you want to say to these folks? Oh man, I I, uh, I love these guys. I feel like I know them just through Twitter and uh, and uh, just how intimate the uh, talent and the production team is with the fan base and. Uh, what you guys doing is it's the best thing in the world. Uh, Jared bringing the positivity every day. Lagana production genius, man. I mean, it's, what can you say? Well, that, that's, your, that's, your, that's your daughter in the, uh, the, the Mongrovian karate thing is the brawl was going by, right? I, I, that felt very, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to tell you my, 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 uh, my 10 year old broke the Mongrovian Oak. So she's got her fourth degree. My 18-month-old just yesterday put on her yellow stripe white belt. So, already tougher than Gary and I. Yeah, it's 100 <laughs> true. I'm gonna tell you the greatest thing I think you guys ever uh, did for NWA Power was the uh, moment you let Tim Storm kill off Danny Deals as Mama Storm. That's just my <laughs> personal opinion. It was. Uh, <laughs> did you? I, I, I texted Stu Bennett today. I said. I've set you up a date with both Mama Storms because uh, he he thinks this one's very hot, and I you know I've, we we know what the other one looks like, so it's you know Stu's very into the Mama Storms. That's that's good. <laughs> I I like that is no slight against Danny Deals by the way. I think he very, makes a very nice Weasley manager, but uh, the Mama Storm gimmick, I was like, yeah, I'm happy. Well, I get to keep because you're, you're pitching yourself as Oliver Humberdink, so I understand why you would bury him you know, as Danny deals and all that. <laughs> well, you can't have too many managers. Uh, well, the Dawson's lost their job apparently. So I don't, uh, you know, they, uh, they lost that match and they're out, I guess. So uh, that, that was the only team I had a hope for, unless you're going to bring in some uh, wild Samoans or tattoo headed people. Hey, any, anything's possible when we can do shows again, but as Billy said, we can't. And uh, trust me, it's not, it's not a decision we really love, but you know, he did a really great live stream yesterday. We talked about, touring concerts and you know if they have to have 25 percent uh capacity how expensive are those tickets going to be mm -hmm. and how can you afford to run the show so you know this is a decision to uh do something else and uh you know we think this will work we think this is a winner so he mentioned this and i literally i won't say who but somebody messaged me earlier today 
and said, do you think they're announcing that the NWA is being sold off? And I was like, no, I don't think that. And I hadn't even thought that uh, up until you just asking that. And, uh, and then on the video tonight, uh, Billy mentioned like, no, we don't want to fold the NWA and blah, blah, blah. Was that a rumor going around? Was that something you had heard or something? No, I mean, people will, because it's the same rumor as like, well, why don't you want a TV deal? Because more people watch our show than some television shows, you know? And so it, it people think one thing like, oh, well, you haven't run any tapings or you're not like, yeah, I'm not going to rent out GPB, which by the way, I can't run anyway now until the end of June based upon their ordinance. Even if I wanted to do an empty arena show, I couldn't. Um, and we just, that's not the show we want to do. So like someone sell, why would we sell? We, our, our company's probably the, has less debt on it than actually we have no debt on the company. Yeah. So I, I was just curious if that was a thing floating around. Uh, my wife is, uh, is, a saint. She's a saint, but she also provides hashtag Jennifer notes and she's texting me. She's like my little producer down here. And she says, I am not letting Will or Jared talk enough. Do you guys have something you'd like to say? <laughs> no, I'll definitely chime in when I need to. <laughs> what match did you have tonight, Jared? I, I, as I, I've watched it a hundred times. It all <laughs> I, I had the ladies triple threat and then uh, rock and roll and Aaron and question mark. Yes, you, you let a lot of shenanigans go on in the on the rock and roll match. I'm not going to lie. And maybe you need to talk to Question Mark Junior. Get him in shape. So <laughs> maybe do a whole entire series on the whole ref it gimmick. So, so Will, you you the video I watched last night, you had you had watched up through eleven. Did you get through all the episodes before today? Uh, I did. I got through. Okay, I'll be honest <laughs> because because time is limited for all of us, even even in this quarantine. So I watched full episodes up to 16. And then the last four, I had to like, just follow the storylines and, and keep on the train because I had to watch live yeah. tonight. It was just too much FOMO. I had to watch live. So The show, the show that you saw was not going to be the final edited one for Crocker Cup. Because if you remember, that show was supposed to air like March 14th. We had so much in the can like uh like gary you you guys were, or you everyone that was there remember with the sit downs we did yeah um not sure what's gonna happen to those they just they didn't <clears throat> fit in the show and and you know maybe marty and nick will fight someday if we can have a show somewhere and the same with question or uh aaron and and trevor they're they're entertaining as hell and i think the world will see them eventually but uh no so so the, the show i put a lot of stuff in from the last four episodes if you hadn't seen it so like you, you, you got caught up tonight watching the Mama Storm stuff and all, all the important stuff you saw. So yeah, I, I really appreciate it. Loop it and all that, but watch it. Yeah, oh, I will. I'll go back, especially, you know, in this void between now and, and whenever we can go back to getting new, you know, live arena content. So did you, did you find it in the quarantine? Is that where you found the show? Well, so I've been a wrestling fan my whole life, but I, yeah, this, this kind of quarantine, uh, kind of forced me back and we're in this empty arena era and honestly man for me it sucks I don't want to watch wrestling happen in an empty arena I mean my whole life it's been a spectator sport and an event that happens to be on television so I don't, I, don't, I just don't have a lot of interest in watching an empty arena and, and wrestling going on so there was just a lot of content on YouTube that you guys have put out and I was like this is great this is perfect I have a bunch of content I've never seen it's just sitting there for free I can go watch it 
Um, and I just dove in. I started with 10 pounds of gold, went through those, binge watched, as you saw, you know, up to episode 16 and then got here tonight. So, man, I'm, I'm shiny and brand new as an NWA fan, but but I'm all in. It's been it's been a wild ride. It's been about two or three weeks. So, yeah. Welcome to the last three years of our lives. So uh, <laughs> it's funny when like going back and looking, it's like those first five, 10 pounds. I mean, like it's the same company and, you know, we're very happy that we're able to keep the same sort of messaging and thoughts, you know, and, and I always say about Tim storm, there is nothing that man can't do, you know, like, uh, like Tim, you know, like everyone thought we were going to cut him day one, but that we were flying him to LA to beat him. And the plan was always for Tim to retain in the first match. People thought we changed that because how over he got, we just, we believed in that guy and uh, you know, 10 pounds, they're, they're my favorite shot of it. I had to put it in that end package, like the coming up the belt and there's Tim chewing gum, you know, like, like that's Tim. So in fact, he just texted me on the, my walk before uh, Gary slid my DMs for the 32nd time today. Um, <laughs> and he, uh, he's like, he wants to buy a camera, you know? So T Tim storm, T Tim is virtually teaching. So, you know, but he's also like, he's also tanning by the pool some days. Uh, you know, <laughs> that's hours, so. That was when I started watching 10 pounds of gold. My biggest fear after the first, I guess, three or four episodes was that Tim Storm was not going to be present in current day NWA. So I was elated when I got to, to the first episode of Power and I was like, he's still here. He's still a central part of the show. Because I, I honestly, I can't imagine the NWA in 2020 without Tim Storm. Tim Storm, as I've told, I'll say it publicly, Tim Storm has a job for life. Tim is uh, a Stefan Bonner in the UFC, you know, like, you know, and, and him and Nick, I, you know, you, you, you call somebody the blue, hey, we're going to do this thing that's not a TV show. We're going to use other people's stages. And, and their first in indication is, oh, that's going to be real JoJo. It's going to be real. That's not going to be good. And, you know, Billy and I had a budget. And Billy said, I could blow a whole bunch of money at the beginning. And by the way, power, power was, uh, power was supposed to be on uh, Bleacher Report two years ago, three years ago. You know, we've talked about it publicly, the meetings we had with Turner. We developed this show, which is why we talked about, you know, 100 yards away at Techwood Drive. That's where the show was developed for. So like, but Tim, Tim got us there and so did Nick. People believed in it. I noticed this time around, uh, so what I thought the uh, ending um, announcement was going to be, because you guys, um, you managed to, uh, your awesome editing skills you got rid of a lot of the uh like upcoming like the dates and that sort of thing so that was nice but i noticed there still is a huge amount of reference to the crockett cup so yeah. is that is that still in the plans well we faced two choices on the show i could have hacked at it and got them all out and we took out a lot of the crockett cup mentions that weren't there um so we wanted the show to air, like, like I didn't want Eli's promo to get chopped up because like we would have taken it out of the show because it had no point and like, it didn't forward anything, but it's like our guy, everybody put such effort in. So we didn't want to change the show. Like what happened in the arena, as you guys know that we're there, aired, you know, we changed two small things, but it was more for timing or a, a talent discussion, you know, but uh, as far as what, like, we don't know until we know when we can run, it's hard. It's hard to say. Oh, we're definitely gonna we're gonna start with Crockett Cup. It's it's hard. Like it like that's why all these movies, if you notice, have been canceled for the summer and they're they pushed it off to next year. It's not just because 
you know, they want, they want to wait for a right window. They just want to know where the world is. And you put a lot of money and effort into something. You don't want to rush it back out. And we have like, we have a lot of equity in the crock cup. Last year's was so good. I don't want to start with a show that isn't going to be as good. So it, it depends on what the quality is. Yeah, it was just curious because I mean, obviously you're still continuing. I, I know this this whole event surrounded or worked around the yeah. Marty Skrull, Nick Aldis feud. So if you notice, there was a lot, like we took out a lot of story out of that. So, you know, we just, we wanted people to know the rivalry and not the beats of the story that aren't, we don't know if it'll matter. You know, they're best friends. Marty has won something Nick has. Everyone understands that. Anything past that, they're not going to remember. Like, tell me what happened three weeks ago on Raw. You couldn't. Right. right? Well, yeah, but who could? <laughs> well, I, I watch your This Is Raw podcast you, Gary. It's, it's very good. <laughs> there, I don't, I don't have the patience for that. <laughs> but, and I'll, I'll say this, too, to your point. I mean, you know, everyone was aware that the Crockett Cup was coming up. And one of the things that I really appreciate about the NWA, and I say this in a couple of my videos, is the fact that, you know, you guys don't insult our intelligence as wrestling fans. You know that we're aware, right, of the situation in the world. We can't do live wrestling right now. We're aware that all of this was pre-taped. Like, nobody watched tonight thinking that that was happening right now, you know, and we knew I that that was... If you go in the chat, there's some people who just think this was live and that we're putting people in danger, so... <laughs> well, this that we're doing right now is live, so... But no, it's like, I, that was one of the things I appreciated even through the 10 pounds of gold was the fact that, you know, I felt like as a wrestling fan, my, my IQ was respected. Um, and that's something that, you know, not, not naming any names, but I don't feel like other wrestling feds are giving me. And I just, I really appreciate that. And so I think, you know, if you did try to go in and completely cut out all the mentions of the Crockett Cup, it would have felt not genuine and it would have felt like you know you were trying to pull the wool over our eyes so i appreciate that that was still you know very much a focal point yeah you know we had hoped i think we had hoped that this thing you know when we made the decision in march to pull it you know we had hoped this thing would only last six weeks and i you know i had i had multiple backup dates on hold you know for us to start shooting again but as things evolved it was just you know we got to the point that we were like there's no we can't wait around for this dance it's over you know we got to it's like Comic-Con, they're not pushing it back five months. It's just see you next year because you don't want to get people out of the cadence of things. So, you know, and it, it, trust me, we hated pulling the power show, but we knew we were not doing Crock Cup on that day. So why, it was just, it was just going to make you sad. You know, it's like, here's not what we're getting. So at least now in this uh, indication, you guys got to go, oh, I missed this. Let me enjoy it. As opposed to, you know, when you're watching it and you're, you're sad going, well, crap, I was supposed to go meet all my friends and go see this show. So. It was that kind of emotion because we and we still don't know what's going to happen. Like I just saw Los Angeles is going to stay in lockdown for another three months. It's like you just don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've seen I've seen Los Angeles say everybody's taking a different approach. I mean, but Georgia seems to be opening back up. But you guys are going to approach it more nationally, I imagine. Well, I mean, it's it's just more it's more when we produce the. Show. Do you want to watch Power with no fans? No. Do you want to watch it, twenty five percent full. We could do it without the, you know, and the guys that were there for the first shows, you know, we can do it without the side seats and we can do it with a hundred people, but what do we sell out into the fire in 30 minutes? You know, people want to come now. We want to, we want to do that show. You know, it might be fun to watch everybody wearing masks, but like, <laughs> you know, 
Sandoval wearing a mask and wearing an Alabama mask. <laughs> I'm honestly surprised that tonight's merch item wasn't like a question mark, uh, just a medical mask. We, we, ta- we talked about it. We, did, we, like, we, we have the bandanas and we, we cost it out. And it was just like, it just felt weird. You know, it's just like, like, I don't know. And it was very early when I made the decision. I'm like, I don't want to walk into Walmart and see like a Gucci thing in your face. And it's just like, what statement are you saying? <laughs> I'm all Gucci, you know, in a, in a terrible pandemic. It's just like, that, that's like my concern with that item. So if you want to use the bandana, then that's, that's, you know, it has multi-purposes. What are you going to do with it otherwise? Whatever. That's fashion, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Don't shake your head at me, Lagana. <laughs> seems so disappointed. Oh, the, the boss uh, message me. So keep talking. I want to tell. He's asking how the show went. Hold on. Let's see. No, somebody's asking how the show went. Hopefully, someone imported. I want you to know that I also slid just for, for fairness. I slid into uh, our president's DMs too, and I just said, "I'm going to send yeah, you this." <laughs> that's you no, <laughs> so to say i was like it got a like i don't know that's a, as much as i could hope for um yeah i so somebody was asking me if i thought we'd see like new show dates and i was like i don't think so i just watched uh billy's um q a last night no, that's that's not gonna happen because he brought up a lot of interesting things that i hadn't yeah. thought about that people should consider like as far as if you're operating at half capacity, then who gives in there? Just, 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 just a, multiply the ticket. Like, you know, it, it's it's no secret we run GPB at a loss. You know, if we charged a hundred dollars a seat, sure we would pay, but that's just not fair to our audience. You know, th- that's why we make it as as nice and exclusive for the whatever it is, twenty people, because you want to get your seats. So, like, just depends. So for us, like, will we charge four hundred dollars? You know, for the VIP, and it's like what kind of juggling show am I going to have to do for that? You know, it's like, you know, I, I like after the second time when we sat there and talked to everybody, I'm like, you guys still like this? Do you like, do you want us to like add people? But you know, we have new people every time. So, you know, running a, running a, uh, it's going to be hard. A lot of businesses, that's why we made the decision not to run. We don't have a TV contract to fulfill. You know, we, we, you know, if, if we're not running a large amount of our contractors don't, have to be paid so like you know they don't like we, we don't need their services every day like we do for the tv show so you know for us this was figuring out how we can not just survive this period but uh go for it you know and this is a this is a very big idea and that's why billy's like i'm looking forward to seeing because we're gonna find it you know it's 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 something we've had for three years actually longer that we came up with the name while we're in tna so Awesome. I, I'm, I'm just happy you guys are still finding ways to put out new uh, inventive content. And I'm excited to see what Carnyland is. How do you guys, how do you and Jared know each other? Did you know each other before NWA Power? How does one become an NWA referee? He, uh, Jared worked very hard for Maureen at what, Queens of Combat and a lot of places in North Carolina. And, uh, you know, Jared... Jared saved my life at one of the TVs. My neck was bad and he's a uh, physical therapist. And literally since that day, my neck hasn't hurt like it hurt before. So, um, so he, I'm not saying you have a job for life. You have a job for life. Um, as long as your neck hurts, right? (laughs) And Jared's great. You know, Jared, what was, what was the deal? You came in and did one TV is the fourth ref. We gave him the dark match and, you know, and, and talk through your experience, Jared, what's it like there? Cause I don't think a lot of people understand how open it is. 
Yeah, so um, Maureen reached out to me with basically the presentation of the deal that I would come down for Into the Fire and actually only work as a massage therapist in the back during that time. Um, and then I was offered the, the match with uh, Tasha and Thunder Rosa. Um, and then the understanding was just to do the TV tapings as kind of an um, interview, if you will. And uh, it's, it's really exciting. Uh, it was nerve wracking at first, only because I'm, I don't want to say a perfectionist, but I, I like to make a good impression. Um, and I didn't know a lot of people that were there with the exception of Maureen and the Dawson brothers. So it was really cool learning everybody, meeting everybody and just kind of the evolution was just so organic and so natural that, I mean, everything just kind of fit perfectly. And, you know, I've enjoyed myself and very privileged ever since then. Yeah, we, we have a good group of people that just like Kyle, who called me from the bath. <laughs> uh, you know, Is that Kyle, a regular thing? Yeah, this is fine. <laughs> you know, Kyle, I've no, like Kyle was my interviewer on Ring of Honor when we did the HDNet show, which is the, you want something to binge, go watch that. And it's funny back then, everyone thought the show was, eh, it's kind of boring. It's, it has, it now has less wrestling that's on TV now, but it has like, you know, we had, we, we trained this generation of stars with that show and Kyle was my stick man. There's interviews with Tim and Kevin Owens and Steve Carino and Seth Rollins and Claudio and like all those people, like that show was the training ground, but Kyle was with me then, you know, it ended and he thought all oh, my wrestling career is over. And I called him eight years later and said, you live in Atlanta. It's your lucky day. You live in Atlanta. You're my, <laughs> you're my number, you're my number four stick man. Cause I had Galley, Cornette and Marquez ahead of him. But then as things happened, uh, you know, he was around, he did all the backstage interviews, which you've seen not a lot of them. Those, some of those will be on the DVD and we're going to repurpose them for something else. But, um, Joe Galley lost his voice on the second day, um, the second day. And I said, Kyle, you're in. He goes, what? And he, and he, didn't, even, he didn't even say what. He, he went in and he was prepped and he was good. So like, you just gotta be on, gotta be on site and ready to work. You know, a lot of people show up and, and think, well, this is what I wanna do. Well, if you can't do what I want you to do first, how would, why would I ever do what you wanna do? And that, that's how we work with everybody. And you know, Jared, like, Jared did well in the first match. I think I told you only once or twice, your butt's in the camera. Yeah. And like, but it's, it's, it's a whole different world. And he was willing to learn. And, you know, Robert King wasn't able to make the tapings. So he was the, he was the third ref for this, this time. So it's, it's great. I love the, the familial aspect of it. We, we started this hashtag. Okay, I got to plug my computer in, but keep talking. All right. We'll see you later. <laughs> Carnyland Tuesday. Carnyland, maybe it's Tuesday. <laughs> Free plug. Shameless. Uh no man. Uh Jared, so so when did you get into refereeing? Were you always a wrestling fan? Like growing uh, oh, up? Yeah. And stuff? Well, yeah. Um, and that was kind of a, a tough thing for me because my mom was terrified of it. She uh of course thought I was gonna break my neck or or whatever. So she kept me away from wrestling for a long time, but my Uncle was a big Dusty Rhodes fan, so I watched a lot of Dusty Rhodes with him. And then I would sneak into my bedroom and turn uh, Superstars on. And as I hear her come down the hallway, you know, I'd turn it off real quick. But then um, when I was 12 years old, I found out that we were going to be moving to Japan. My dad was military, and I was distraught. You know, my whole life's over. So she really gave in on the whole, you can go watch professional wrestling if that'll make you happy. So for about a year before we moved, me and a buddy of mine, we just 
binge, binge the hell out of uh, wrestling and it was awesome. Uh, and little did I know back then, I, I wish I really would have known about New Japan to, to learn more while I was there because I was a 30 minute train ride from the Tokyo Dome and I could have seen so much there, but I didn't get that opportunity. And then when I came back, uh, you know, life got in the way. I moved, uh, I moved out on my own when I was 17 years old. And so it was just focusing on work. Uh, and then um, one of the doctors that I worked with uh, at the 08 Olympics is now a doctor for WWE. And he got me kind of back into the swing of things. Uh, so I worked with WWE several times as a massage therapist there and then learned all about the indies and, and really all I wanted to do is provide sports massage to the wrestlers and the trainer that is here locally, uh, quote, saw something in me and started training as a referee, which evolved into a wrestler for a short period of time. And then I found that I could provide more value to shows as a referee than I could as a wrestler. So that's kind of where I'm at now. So you've had wrestling training. That's kind of cool. I have. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's my belief and this is how I was trained is that whether you're going to be a referee or not, you should still train as a wrestler so that you can be more aware of what's happening, the way things should look, the way things should act. So that way, because as a referee, your sole purpose is the safety of everybody inside that ring, whether it's a work or a shoot, you know, you have to be there and you have to know how things are supposed to look and how to react to those. So I trained really hard and I still train actually, uh, not currently right now because we're on lockdown and everything, but I still train as a wrestler um, whenever I get the opportunity to. Yeah, um, it, it's interesting you say that because I, we were literally, when we were watching like Starcade 89, we were talking about too, like even the commentary, we think it's important, like just how much they know what's going on sometimes in the ring too, like just to be able to tell people what's what's happening, like what the story is, you know? And, and that sort of thing. And, and the NWA does that, but uh, yeah, you, uh, uh, my, my wife is jealous of you uh, because she would love <laughs> to be, uh, she's a nurse. So she just is constantly like pitching like, well, how do I be a nurse for wrestlers? <laughs> so it's a very awkward conversation. Anyway. But anyway, Jared, I should say, by the way, folks that are watching this, if you haven't already, you should hit Jared up because he uh, is also an advocate for this uh, company called Advocare, and we've been working together. And I have actually, I was getting a little lost during quarantine and uh, letting myself just get out of line as far as I had been going to the gym and trying to be healthy. And then once quarantine hit, I was just, I gave up. <laughs> and, uh, and Jared helped get me back into shape, like as far as uh, I'm still probably not even back to where I was prior to quarantine but uh i'm getting there now again uh jared keeps me uh active and busy he's a he's an excellent coach and uh, you you should talk to him about uh the 24 day jump start and that sort of thing that he helped me out with it's it's been super beneficial i lost like i think like 13 pounds in just a few weeks so it was it was pretty impressive like i i and now I'm like motivated to just <laughs> not let myself go anymore. Hey, when you feel good, you want to do good, right? Right, exactly. So thanks, Jared, for that. Thank you. Too, I appreciate it very much. Legato, what are you doing over there? You just look like you're a... Uh, I was messaging the boss. So he was asking again, what's up with your beard? My beard? <laughs> Nothing's wrong with it. 
So, so here is the thing. The one thing that I did let go once quarantine started, like literally the first day. And I told my wife, I was like the beard, I'm just going to see what happens. <laughs> I'm just going to just, let's just, I'm not going to trim it. I'm not going to, she made me finally like trim up on my cheeks the other day because it was like growing up towards my eyes. <laughs> she was like, that's ridiculous. Like you got to do something with that. But uh, otherwise it was just like, I just want to see how, how long it gets. So that's what's up with my beard. Tell your boss he can jump in anytime. Jared would love to talk to him. Oh, I'm not right now. Hey, Jared, I've got a question, man. So when you when you uh, were getting started, you know, wrestle training, you know, looking to be a referee, what did you think the most difficult part of that whole process was for you? Um, conditioning and timing, just. Uh, when it comes to conditioning, anybody who's who's ran ropes inside of the ring, uh, it looks really, really easy, but it's really, really not. And you've got to get your timing down. You've got to get your breathing down. Um, you could go you could run a marathon and still get blown up running the ropes for two minutes. You know, it, it's, it's a completely different ball of wax. Um, and I've always been very active my whole entire life in the fitness and, and working out in a lot of different ways. I did CrossFit competitively. I did powerlifting competitively. I did a lot of things throughout my life. But there was really nothing like it. But once you get conditioned to it um, and, and that timing works really, really well. So I think timing is everything, uh, because as I ex- explain it to a lot of people is it's a dance inside that ring for everybody that's involved with it. You know, you, you have to be very accurate and you have to be very agile. So that yeah, was man. the toughest thing for me. You've, you've got to literally like be thinking of everything that's happening you know, in and around the ring, not just what we as the fans are focused on. So yeah, I imagine the mental part of it as well would be, you know, super tough. Absolutely. Well, you, you did, uh, I noticed in this uh, particular show on superpower, you were there for two of the matches, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. And it was, yes. um, you were there for the triple threat with the women uh, with Marty Bell, Ashley box and Tasha Steeles, And you were there for the rock and roll versus Aaron Stevens and question marks. So you had like, a tag team match and a triple threat match. Does one of those present like a bigger uh, issue for you as a referee than the other? I, w- I wouldn't say bigger issue. It's just anytime you have more people in or around the ring, it's, it's just, you've got to be on your toes and very aware. Okay. So um, even when it's Aaron Stevens and he is <laughs> just full of shenanigans at all times. You, you always got to keep a special eye on him. I think. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, is it easier or harder with his uh, flesh colored tights that he wears sometimes? I don't know. I've, I've never had to work with him with his flesh colored tights. He's always okay. been a McGee. Okay. <laughs> People were not right. pleased with his flesh colored tights. I thought it worked for what he was going for. Go ahead. As a, sorry, person, as a person who just saw them for the first time in the last week, yes, that's still freshly burned in my mind you your right to sue when you watch the show so you can't sue for burned retinas on the on the, in the rider that when you watch when you click play that's in the rider he can't you can't sue for his tights uh Lagana, i'm getting questions about a uh is stinson sleeping and b uh are we gonna see any more circle squared yeah so we have three in the can but again you pull it out and the idea was from the first, I think from the male division, we would bring, we would bring people back and 
if we can't do the we can't do the format the way we wanted it, you know, it's it's hard to uh, it's hard to use those matches now because they especially if you put them on now it would be like oh you took power from me doesn't put that show in the best position to succeed. Okay. All right. Well, I've seen uh, Danny Jordan showing up at another company now, so I'm just saying, like, it's just. Yeah. We we wish we wish everybody to make. If somebody can literally, if Jared got called and they told they wanted him to work, I would say go do it. Yeah. How can you say no to somebody that wants to work? No, you know, that's we, a good obviously point. we want our people to stay, and so we, you know, trust me, we made this work so people can keep working in this period without shows. It's very hard, you know. It's anyone that runs their own individual business, decisions you made in January, you cannot make the same decisions in June or next January. So you have to pivot. Hence the hence the GIF I put up yesterday. Yes, all that. You've been doing like these really weird, uh, curious posts about prepare and One pivot. Word. Yeah. And uh, very mysterious. Why use why use all the characters when one when when one word will do? All right, fair enough. <laughs> so, what are you guys watching during your binge, like, or, or during your quarantine? Like, are you binging a show? Are you doing anything besides power? Like, what what is what is Lagana and what does Jared do? Like, what do you guys do in your spare time when you're not thinking about wrestling? Well, I've become an amateur landscaper. Uh, doing a lot of yard work, uh, doing a lot of workouts in the backyard. Uh, I'm lucky enough to have some apparatus that I can use. Um, and I, there's a group of guys that I help. I don't want to say I help train them, but I help with training. So since I can't actually be there, we've got a Facebook group. So I just like to watch a lot of old matches, random matches from different eras and everything, and just kind of go back with the things that personally that I like, or that stuck out that things that, you know, some of the guys, uh, that I've learned from have pointed out and just kind of convey that to them. So I'm watching a lot of old, old wrestling. Like I think I watched Vern um, Gagne versus Red Bastine the other day, which was a fantastic match. Very, very cool stuff. You don't see these days. Um, a lot of early mid eighties uh, WWE, a lot of the characters and stuff like that. Um, early nineties too. Gotcha. What about you Legata? What are you doing? So I uh, started rewatching for another project we came up with this week uh, that's not involved with this. Um, you know, by the way, the boss says hello. Um, you know, he appreciates you guys staying in the game. So, um, so it looks. I'm just. I'm also getting like. So the DVD we uh, for people to binge for how long they are. The Power One DVDs are selling really well, but. Um, I watched The Newsroom, season one. If you've not watched that, I would say watch that. Season two, it starts to go off the rails. And by season three, it's rattling like a like my uh, 81 Buick I used to have. So, um, And then I watched Silicon Valley the first season. I watched the last season of Silicon Valley, and it wasn't good. So I, I went back to watch it from the beginning. So It was They're, really solid early on. Yeah, it's it's... It, well, I mean, it's Mike Judge, you know, and smart people. And then the newsroom is Aaron Sorkin when he's clean, you know, and, and you know, he, he had tried to do a show like that called Sports Night, which is one of my favorite shows ever. And, um, and like newsrooms, it, it's a, almost a perfect show. The first, the first season's almost perfect. Gotcha. Do you still have like a desire to work in the television stuff? 
Like, I mean, I mean, as far as that sort of television. So I went back after my first run or my run at WWE in 2008, went back to LA uh, to try and get back to where I was in 2002 when I left. And I found it to be different in 2008. The, the, the number of sitcoms had gone from, when I was on Friends, there were 26 sitcoms on the air across four networks, like multi-camera, so the number of jobs were multiplied. When I went back in 2008, there were nine. And now, I mean, I know Netflix produces them. I don't, they're not, it's not the same genre anymore, but I noticed those jobs were gone and I just, it's just nothing I, it's, I, I'd love to do it, but that, that's a, as much a rigged system as pro wrestling. And there's a lot more people. Uh, I mean, you've seen how it's changed. And by the way, it's like, what's the last TV show you discover by changing the channel? Like you gotta, right. you know, like the business, I remember when we were on, I was on Bob Patterson, which was Jason Alexander's first sitcom after Friends. We had 11 million people watch it and we were a failure. What? Yeah, because that was, you know, back then, network television show, I mean, Friends was doing 21 million viewers. You know, it's like, it's just like people, it's just, it, everything's different. So like this way, uh, Eric Bischoff said on a podcast, it's like, you know, when you, when you do the long tail of, you write a show and it takes nine months to get produced, there's something nice when you can literally say to something, somebody in their ear and they can say it on television two minutes later, there, there, there's a, there's a test of uh, test of your spirit for what you can get done quickly. So that's what this, this, if I could do this show every day, I would do the show every day. So the one question I keep getting asked and it keeps popping up in this chat too. So I'm just going to ask you this because I told people that it probably has something to do with a legends contract, but have you ever talked to Ric Flair at all yeah. about any of this stuff? Rick is, it, it would depend on what it is, where we do it. And ultimately, you know, Rick, I, I, he's definitely under a legends contract from what I understand, but no. I, so I was figuring that probably prevented him from doing anything. Yeah, but I'm social with Rick and, and his wife, you know, so like for me, like I, like I, you know, we talk, we talk not regularly, but when, when necessary, just pleasantries and such. You know, Rick, Rick watches the show. We know he does. And, you know, it's, it's got to be a time warp for him to look at. It's like, where's the, where was this, you know, where was this for the last little bit of time? So, you know, we'd love to have Rick. I know the big rumor about Sting leaving. I, I love Sting. You know, like Sting was on the, when I went to TNA, it was like one of the last big names from when I watched they hadn't worked with. So, like, we love all the legends from that the good part about our world is we can tell those stories at any speed. We don't have to tell them at hundred miles an hour, like other companies do because they have to meet numbers. You know, we can move at the speed we want like the rock and roll express, you know, we love Ricky and Robert, you know, like they, they helped to put us on the map on multiple, like with crock cup last year, you know, they brought in old fans and, and go look at their episode numbers. The, the match with, with uh, Nick and Nick and Ricky did great. You know, people love the Rock and Roll Express and you just have to know what to use them for. So, um, you know, so le like we love all the legends. It's just, it has to be the right thing. You know, I'd love to do more with Rick. Yeah, and, and Sting is definitely the other one that I see all the time that people ask about. So so you kind of covered that. That's good. I, uh, I, I appreciate you. I'm sure that you see all of these names pop up constantly. You probably hear like 
random names that we don't even see. Uh, Tommy Rich is still out there somewhere. Yeah, no, we like like Austin Idol, like and and you know Tony Falk. You know, people names pop up. It's just it's what they're willing to. Once they get past that, Billy's just doesn't have an open checkbook. Then you see what people really want to do, and so you know, so if the opportunity's right, you know, it would been great to have Flair at Crockett Cup, right? You know, like Atlanta, you know, the Crockett's. It would have been great. You know, we didn't get to that point because we didn't need it. So, like, you just you, you see what the opportunities are and what it's worth. Got really quiet. I was trying to give anybody else an opening to, to say something if they wanted. So this is the good part of the internet. It just goes on forever. <laughs> it does. Well, here's the thing. Like, this is – we planned this thing out, right? Like, I wrote out, like, a whole list. I'm like, all right. I took deep notes on superpower. I'm like, we're going to do a recap of superpower. That's what we'll do. We'll hop on. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the announcement of Carneyland. Let's toss around ideas. Let's think about what that is. And then partway through, I'm like, well, I'm talking to Jared. And I'm like, hey, man, if you want to hang out with us, that'd be cool. And he was nice enough to say that he would. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to throw this out there. This is our first like since the YouTube channel, let's just throw out some invites. And then freaking Dave Lagana just shows up on the first day. So, so, so you're saying so you're saying that you crashed your own car. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. I think that's what happened here. There was <laughs> so, no animal that ran in front of it. You you just <laughs> purposely did this out of Yeah, your- I was just I was like pedal to the metal just i'm gonna keep driving <laughs> i'm just gonna uh, and, you, and you gave us no warning so we were you know we were prepared yeah, these guys I, had no idea i'm used to just when film, you, when, i'm used to just when, filming my bit and chopping it up and putting some funny pictures in there I, i'm not used to interviewing people that's that's your gig <laughs> and uh they were super excited to see jared they were like oh my god that's awesome jared's gonna oh. be here too and i was like all right and then i was like hey wait we got another person and david lagat is here <laughs> they're like wait what's going on right now <laughs> so i'm getting all these messages it's like what are you doing why you didn't tell anybody about this but i shooting kind of appreciate angle, it too you're shooting your <laughs> own angle uh, I, I i love it I, I i think it's kind of fun like having you guys here so uh it's, it's all right with me where did Robert Stinson go? Are you still oh, alive over there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm just li- I'm listening to Arna, man. He's being swallowed. <laughs> by uh, I guarantee you, no, nobody, nobody tuned in tonight to hear Robert Stinson. So <laughs> I'm, here to, <laughs> I'm here to listen, man. <laughs> uh, I, I just wanted to, uh, hey, Rod uh, Funches, that name came up in the chat. Uh, what about Ron Funches? I don't know. <laughs> that just came up in the chat. Somebody, uh, somebody just said go. that? Like no content. No, they said non-wrestling celebrities are watching power like Rod Funches. Yeah, hey, Ron Funches. Uh, he loves yeah. the question mark. So like I think we sent him a question mark mask. So like that's awesome. <laughs> I do love that. Is, is there anybody that you're like have you has anybody talked to you yet that you're that is like watching power that you're like surprised to hear is watching power like has anybody caught you off guard yet no because the 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 goal the goal of the show is not only just it's the show we would want to watch you know so it's would we want to watch this if it's no it doesn't go on the show so you know we we've created it for who we think we are as as fans 
and then who we think it would appeal to. And, you know, it's, if you pop somebody, so that's why the Austin Idol thing is so important because it's like, what is going on over there? And then you see the traditional too. So nothing surprises me because it's, we hope it's a show they can enjoy. What is, what is the weirdest thing or like the most annoying thing that you guys get asked about? I'm just curious. Like if you were talking to, to me, trying to interview you guys, obviously I could ask the same old stuff or whatever. There's, there's obvious like same old, same old questions, but like what, what's the most obnoxious thing you guys keep getting asked? We can clear up right now. Stop asking me this. <laughs> same with you, Jared, like both of you, like what, what's the thing that's like, okay, that's, that's enough. What's it like to work with so-and-so in the ring? It's like working with anybody else in the ring, you know, it's, I, I don't think that people, and, and, and I don't know why, but I've never had the perception of uh, stardom celebrity, like people are people, you know, they just, they want to be real. And um, so it's hard for me to answer that question when people ask me that. And I get asked that quite often. <laughs> so um that's that's the confusing i don't want to say it's an annoying thing it's just it's confusing because i don't really know how to answer it is it like like they're like oh hey uh so when you ref a nick aldis match what's he like are they like is it like you think they're expecting like oh, he's a dick <laughs> is it like no honestly i don't even know what that like what to think that they're expecting for that matter is it's just like what is it like being in there in the ring with them you know it's just like i don't i don't I don't really know, you know, I mean, it's just very hard to explain that or to answer that properly to give anybody what they might be expecting out of that. I'd be more interested in what it was like to give them a massage, right? <laughs> don't get that. <laughs> I don't think I've ever actually had anybody ask me that, which is a good thing. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Who felt the best when you were just like rubbing them down? <laughs> Oh man, now it got off. <laughs> you know, we had Kyle in the bathtub and now we got this. What the hell? <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. How's your car driving here, Gary? How's your car driving? Oh, it's great. <laughs> I, I feel like it's running smooth. <laughs> like when I first bought her, like, it's awesome. It's, it's more that like this is the first car I've ever had. So I don't know, you know, like as far as comparisons, I have none. So as far as I know, this is the smoothest driving car that what could possibly drive tremendous well i will answer the question you asked before what do people keep asking if i know when they ask a certain question they're not watching the show because if you if you're asking that question okay and you know if you're going to leave because of that one thing that that you're asking about then that it goes back to our staff you're on the team or you're off, you're off the team if you're not on the team then go or you can hang out but you know you're not on the team same with our fans you're either on the team or you're not like maureen sent me really like how many of these dvds we sold those are people who love the show that it's literally for free on their uh youtube which is literally free they but they want to they want to support us like that's that's the people we want to keep around and so like people who ask about a singular thing it's just like okay that's if you're so fixated on it then you know we're sorry we're not going to make just one thing for that wait so so i i don't know if i'm one being slow here but like what do you mean like a singular thing is there, is there like a People specific like, singular they they the one singular one of a change to the show like and it's it's like habitual 
like entrance music or uh, something. I was gonna say yeah it's just it's just like oh yeah it's like it's like that's not the show if we started like if to me any changes if, if we add something it should enhance what you already started not just be like oh why didn't you have that so yeah because it's like by the way I that first day when I, I interviewed Nick Aldis here for one of the documentaries we're going to put out later this year, you know, he, he was very concerned about walking out without music. He just, he, like, if you will see him walk out, that's where he got the swagger from because he's, he's literally doing the music in his head because he wants to, he doesn't, like, you have to feel it. But once the audience understood that they were the music, we went, great. That's, we, we, if we get asked all the time, I don't, I don't worry about that. It's just like, that's what drew you in, and the, but it's not, you're not staying for the, you're not staying for the entrance music, you're not leaving because there is no entrance music. You know, it's just, it's a choice for, for texture. It's like, a, like, you can always tell when someone doesn't really understand a movie, and like, well, I didn't like the sound of it. Like, like, but then just watch something, like that's, you're, you're looking at it, or like, I like that. You know, you just have to, you have to see like, or why do you, why do you, if you're gonna watch something that frustrates you on no entrance music, like that's that's the funny part of like people who habitually that's what i mean they keep asking the same stuff over and over again yeah uh the entrance music uh, will it, it's it's one of those things that like I, I think when will and i first recapped episodes one and two we're, we're like running through a rewind right now of nwa power and and that was one of the things will and i talked about and he brought it up and it was a thing i had totally forgotten about like it had been so far into nwa power that i had kind of forgotten that people don't have entrance music anymore and yeah. then i had to like remind myself well hey at pay-per-views they still do like i i, I just i remember thinking about it at first but now it's not even like a process i don't i don't know it's normal it's the new normal for you in that environment like when we were going to do crockett cup there was gonna be entrance music because you know we don't think it's there yet where we could not do entrance music in a big building. Um, and that's why, and for the pay-per-views, that's why we, we did the entrance music. So you felt like it was different. Literally you paid for the music. Like, like what was the other difference? And then where the guys walked out, you know, and that, that was a, that's a fun rehearsal for everyone. As, as you guys have walked down them stairs, they are not the most uh, sturdy stairs you'll ever walk on. So like, that's what, like, that was a, that was a choice we made. Dude, uh, seeing people fight on those stairs, like, scares me. Even today, like, just Storm and Jack Stane. Like Robert did. Right, right. Man, they, I, could, I could smell their deodorant. They were so close to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of Jack Stane, uh, Gary just mentioned him. So a question about tonight. I mean, our, you know, I know everything's up in the air. You guys don't know when we're starting back. Is he somebody that's going to be a key player moving forward? Because I mean, that man, that that Jack's Tim Storm match was was killer for me. Yeah, we we've kind of held Jacks off um, because we we know how impressive he can be, and we didn't even really like like he wasn't originally part of this thing, but a change happened. We went, you know, let's go with it, and. So like he, he executed really well. He's impressive. You know, we didn't even really get into the story because we, we didn't want to do the full story this time, you know, as far as, you know, what happened with the belt on stuff. So, you know, we had to bring mama storm out, you know, so like, 
you know, he, he's, he was very impressive. And again, just like with Jared, that is like, he just wanted a chance and, you know, he, like, you can't do anything bad for Tim storm. It's like, like when you see how over Tim is and they both helped each other, he of course was willing to help Tim in that moment. And it was great for Tim, you know, that like the one more time is something that like when they like, you know, that was great for Tim and it was very happy for him. Yeah. And there, there was also for me, you know, just going back and watching the 10 pounds of gold, there was a lot of mystique around how Tim storm became champion because, you know, I, I I used the power of Google and found nothing about that match. No video, no photos, nothing. I could find the date, you know, on Wikipedia. But other than that, there wasn't really a lot. So there was always, you know, this, and when I say always, I mean for the last month of my life since I started watching it. But there was like a mystique around, you know, Jack Stane and what that feud looked like. And now I feel like there's there's been a, a not a, not a payoff because I want to see more, but there's definitely been some legs given to that legend or that story yeah. of of how tim storm you know, became champion in 2016 yeah we we um there's so much to tell there and with some it's why there was a manager involved because like Jax didn't say anything but you knew you knew what his impression was off his physicality so uh, Jax was great you know and he had been a tag team for years with crimson you know it just and that's a different style for him so for him to do this he was great and they had a lot of chemistry and history together yeah, well, I, I'm yeah, curious I, about. Uh, oh, go ahead, Will. Go ahead, Will. No, I was just gonna reiterate. I mean, I, I, I want more. I want to see more. Yeah. While I've got your ear, I want, I want to see more. I'd be curious about, uh, about, uh, has there been discussion about reaching back to the, uh, to the, to the years prior to Jack Dane, even like to an Adam Pierce? I know that I think he's with WWE right now, doing some stuff, but bringing in some of those guys or, or, or bringing their legacy into the production because there is we call it i think it was on twitter today someone was talking about you know i don't like the the term of the wilderness years but there was a lot of richness there too i mean not you know with 10 pounds of gold it's really really become very very vibrant it feels like it felt like <laughs> when in, during the 80s when i was growing up and all that but you know i really enjoyed adam pierce's reigns and i thought he was a um, a worthwhile champion. There were some others there uh, in those days. I just wondered, had, had there been some discussion about drawing back into that uh, time frame? Yeah, I mean, Adam's a friend. You know, Adam Adam was the reason I went to work at Ring of Honor because I was working, ironically, in 2008 with Marquez when he was a part of the NWA. I was working on their TV show. Um, so, like, for us, I'd love to work with Adam. You know, he got a great job at WWE. You know, if, if any time he's available, you know, he can walk on that set tomorrow and, and be one of the top five talkers on the show. So, um, no, I love Adam. And it just has to be the story. So, for example, if we had uh, for the nemesis of Tim Storm fight somebody else, it wouldn't have felt as good of a Jackson. You know, like you just knew there was a surface. So if there's any story that can have context in our surface, then, yeah, we'll do it. Right. It feels like, you know, in the last... 20 years when you think about the the pantheon of great nwa world's champions obviously flares and that mix and all this i think is rapidly getting there with especially with this historic reign that he's on now uh but pierce is right there in that discussion and there, there's a lot of the community that i don't think is aware of that uh but uh man he he would it would be oh how much he would enrich <laughs> the stories yeah i'm a big i love pierce we got some we got some uh messages about pierce and severn like when uh we did that uh with stinson and uh 
sorry if, if you just said this, but the, the, as far as that PWI versus NWA thing we did, uh, which was fun. Um, but we, we got some messages about like they, how we seem to skip over Pierce and Severn and like that whole period or something that like, uh, I, I think, there, I there think was, there was a group out there that, that cared. Right. That, that was kind of a painful period and, and nothing wrong with what happened during those days, because I mean, especially with there's, there's one uh, member of the NWA fam that's hosting an uh, NWA TNA show every day. It's neat to go back and watch that. But I think for those of us who grew up, who grew up uh, with Crockett promotions in Georgia and all that back in the late seventies, early, early through 86, 87, 88, uh, the wilderness years, it, it, I think it encapsulates something about just a loss of like the prestige of the NWA title. I felt like for a long time it was used as a gimmick or a side belt. I think with like a, with a Killings had it, you know, he was a great champion too. But uh, I feel like that that's Adam Pierce, unfortunately, gets thrown into that. And that's not right because he was really, he's one of the great NWA champions of all time. And I would love to see an effort to kind of reclaim some of that wilderness time because there's a lot of vibrance and there's a lot of great NWA history during those years that a lot of uh, old NWA fans and especially some newer ones aren't, aren't aware of. Yeah. I was there for, there's a, there's, if you go look on YouTube, I think it's called NWA spotlight Hollywood or something. And like, it's, it's Adam Pierce and Brian Danielson and the young bucks, Adam, Adam can go. And, and his work at Ring of Honor, um, you know, as the booker, he showed he was great. He was very competent. I, I love Adam. I wish you, I wish you, I wish you could do it. But I also am happy that he can, you know, have a, a very well-paying job in the same business. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, how does it? How does it? I, I appreciate that you guys like really delve into the past stuff. Um, you know. Will asked me, sorry, we're, we're getting a chance to relive all this stuff because like, uh, especially like hanging out with Will and he's he's digging into the 10 pounds of gold and like digging into uh, the, the first episodes of Power. Now he's like plowing through them. But uh, the stuff with like Shane Douglas and stuff, was that legit like that Shane declined to be on it? I think that was a specific yeah, question the, we got. There was a, two discussions. One he doesn't remember. You know, I said, we, we, you know, we're, we're, we're open to working with anybody, but, you know, this is what we want. And he said, I'm good, but I'd be open to work in the future. I've, I saw him two times after, you know, like he did decline, you know, and, and we would love to have him be a part. And it, it, if we would have pulled that Band-Aid then, your, your, your desire is satiated, you know. So, like, so it's, it's interesting to have these little, like, pop up little things. So maybe Adam Pearson five years is, you know, if he retires from that job, goes, does this, you know, like, like th there's options. And in, in when you pull the bandaid, everyone wants every bandaid pull. That's what I was talking about. People who fix it on one thing, if we're pulling every bandaid, you know, it's, it's, it, you don't go at the right speed of healing, you know, and, and growing. I'm getting in the chat, like, what were your feelings as far as that PWI thing? Did that, like, what what are your thoughts that you're willing to share with us as far as uh, when we, uh, that that whole thing, I mean, we, we took it upon ourselves as the uh, hashtag NWA fam to uh, go at them about that, like that they were uh, 
not they didn't announce that they were recognizing the NWA World's Championship as a uh, legitimate World's Heavyweight Championship. But but where 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 does somebody like you stand on that? So uh, I was they emailed on some other business and I I just let them know some of our talents feedback. I said you know we're not posting anything publicly. And basically, from what I was told was that was all he was doing was restating the stance that had existed prior. And it was like a a new person from the old person. So I don't worry about it because there's a whole bunch of people. I read our comments, you know, in our show and people going, I haven't the people who find the show and watch it. Like, I can't worry about what a a magazine uh, lists our title as it's written in our belt. So if they want to change our belt, I'll be happy to do it. But that, I, I, that's not even the level of uh, discussion on this. You know, like uh, it, uh, we're the world's championship. It's it's literally in our belt. So I, I don't think you owe like that much of an explanation for as as far as I mean, you guys acknowledge the history of this business and this company more so than freaking WWE acknowledges their own history. So like I I'm always amazed by the fact that like uh if, if anybody would challenge that, like you you guys you literally consider everything that's listed from uh 1948 on, like you 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 handle it. The the only thing that I found that I, I will uh eventually pursue once we grow this thing further is that you and uh billy consider uh including uh the puerto rican uh uh viano is that his name uh what's what's his name the one with flair uh, right yeah right. the one with flair uh that's the one i'll pursue that one that that should be recognized as a legitimate title change like i i, I like that one and and that i've met so many people just through this podcast uh, that are from like uh, Puerto Rican descent or Dominican descent. I'm sorry, Dominican descent, and uh, including Marty Bell, who like that's a whole thing for those people. Like that's a big deal. No, there, there, there's so, there's so much there's so much story to be done. But again, you have to have the right context for it. You know, if we just did it tomorrow with no like backstory it's like if you've watched the jordan stuff there's a really great context to the story because it was otherwise it's like i know that story you know it's, you have to tell it in a unique way yeah i'm, I'm getting in the chat like uh no already but uh i'm telling i'm sorry i'm typing to them to eat me right this second also <laughs> but uh <laughs> no i I just, I, I love that story. I, I think it's a fascinating story. And uh, there's, there's all of them, you know, like there's so many different stories, you know, like there, but you just have to find the ones you can tell and you can tell well, again, do I want to watch it? I don't want to watch a poor version of a story. I want to watch the good version of a story I didn't expect. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, what's fun about this whole thing is like the people you, you got, I mean, I assume that you already know this, but like from a guy like Jared, who has like a fascinating and uh, Noah Fisher, you're the referee. And then there's like the, the like wrestlers. And then there's like, even the backstage people, it feels like everybody in NWA has these 
awesome stories. And I don't know, maybe that's the way that it is everywhere and I'm just not appreciating it. But I love uh, just talking to these people I had a chance to just like interviewing the people like um, let's take like for instance like a Marty Bell and hearing her history of where she comes from like what stories matter to her like where her family is and that sort of thing taking a person like Mae Valentine um, who is Brazilian and is like a best-selling author and like nobody you know you've got her doing like she's doing Mae's vlog you know she lost 100 followers because royce got pissy but also she was like dealing with the west memphis three <laughs> like one of the first people they contacted you know like there's some fascinating stuff with the talent that's involved in the nwa right now and i i, I it's like every day i just wake up and i'm like oh i gotta well, okay i don't want to sound crazy but a lot of days when i think about it <laughs> like there's there's some really cool people that work for you guys right, thanks for question. making it awkward uh silence <laughs> after i said all that so i appreciate I, I, that good tap dance tap dance was nice uh, <laughs> all right uh, give me your before i leave each can guess what what you think this is carnyland yeah. oh man i'll start with jared because I don't think Jared knows, but Jared has zero idea, but I would like to think that it has something to do with the possibility of behind the scenes of certain people. Yeah. Robert? Same thing. I, I imagine that we're, we're looking at some talent talking with uh, Strictly Business, uh, Nick Aldis and some other guys and, and going behind the scenes with some of their stuff and uh, maybe throw in some, some footage that you guys haven't, uh, haven't shown us yet. Uh, but I, 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 that's that's my suspicions. I mean, I, I love Carney Land. I think that's great. Throw back to the old uh, the old days, uh, the Frank Gotch, George Hackenschmidt days. So that's love it. All right, I bought my shirt. The shirts are on sale, guys. NationalWrestlingAlliance.com, nineteen ninety nine. I just bought it like an hour ago. So <laughs> that that shirt you buying, like we're not gonna like the logo will be the right will be the yellow color for the future shirts, but for the early ones, they'll be the that so i like black and white man i, I, I like that that's, that's my thing <laughs> all right well what do you think it is you know i'm hoping it'll be more of a sci-fi vehicle where we can kind of see these guys in space i don't know i don't know i have no clue um okay. I, i'm i i'm just gonna steal jared and and robert's idea that you know based on their knowledge of the industry and of the nwa which is far deeper than mine at this point that you know behind the scenes in-depth look maybe some personal stuff. And that was one of the things I loved about 10 pounds of gold. So maybe it's a little bit of that kind of flavor because I love seeing, you know, Tim storm in his hotel room the day after he lost the title and stuff like that. So maybe just the real kind of the no pun intended, but raw side of wrestling. And um, yeah, that, that would be really cool. All right, Gary, besides a tap dancing show with Marty bell and Orville Brown, what do you think it is? Well, <laughs> now that you've wiped every option off the table, um, uh, this is like, yeah, it's a 1950s, no, 40s sitcom, and it's in a circus tent. It's like Friends circus tent. They all live in the same circus tent, and Noss uh, is married to, obviously, Courtney Cox or something, and... Uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm guessing. And uh and just imagine 
a flat hat on Nick Aldis, suspenders, that sort of thing. That's what I'm hoping for. No, man, I think the thing that people really want that I think you're going to give them is probably another reason to appreciate everything about these these folks that are involved in the NWA. I mean, the stuff that I was just talking about, uh, that, that everybody involved has an amazing story. And that's the coolest part. That's the thing you guys offer. That's so much different that 10 pounds of gold, uh, started that every company I think right now wishes they had that they can't handle that you guys started in the situation that like the whole world is in right now. It was like, you guys were doing that already. Like you guys knew the best way to handle that at the beginning and uh, I think you just take it back to that. That's that's my prediction because you you already had the uh, the right equation. Yeah, it's uh, it'll be a fun week until we get there. So I'll just say that much. So all right, well, my right, boys, I'll see you I, later. I'm looking forward to David Ghana. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. We appreciate you, right, sir. Right, this bye. was an honor. Thank you. Chef's kiss. <laughs> Chef's kiss. There he goes. I'm going to be following close behind. So if you guys have any questions, I've got to get out and help. My Jared, Jared, you got to come on for a recap, man, because I feel like this legato, like uh, for lack of a better term, he fucked it all up. Like legato, legato came on and he, uh, no, I, I'm glad legato was here, but that was, I did not honestly expect him to show up. So, hey. you know, I'm just call, looking, call your shot. Looking, I'm looking at the title, you know, of our video on, on the channel here superpower recap we so, have done none of that we've <laughs> missed done that. none of that we have recap as content nothing. creators we have missed the mark with that title tag well hey, it's uh, it's I'd like to say to jared before uh, i know he's got to go here soon i just want to tell him man you were uh, uh you were such a positive voice uh, every day everything that you put out on uh, twitter instagram facebook everything is so positive and uplifting and i appreciate that man as a father as an educator uh, I love reading what you put out every day, man. And just, uh, just stay the course, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. It means a lot. I, um, I found my place as a, as a, as a teacher, uh, very young. Um, I, I, I say very young. I was in my early twenties when I started teaching massage therapy at the local community college. Um, and now I, I teach at a national level for the American massage therapy association. So, um, I got into coaching CrossFit for a while and I just, it's extremely rewarding to me to be able to pass on information, um, whether anybody takes it or digests it or whatever, if I can just kind of throw it out there and I do it more for me than anything. So like the stuff that you see that I put out there is something that's going through my head that I know that I need to work on for that day. So right. if it can, if it can evolve and blossom into something for somebody else, then, then that's good. If I can change one person's life and I can leave this world a little bit better than when I came into it, then, mission accomplished well if you if you uh, if you happen to like rock and roll man i would love to have you on uh, piper's notes man i, I think you would be a sure. amazing guest. absolutely i'll send you a, i'll send you a private message awesome thank you very much that would be good and, and jared he's he's 100 percent right out like I, I i feel like i'm always like when i when i say this stuff i'm blowing smoke and i i, I am 100 percent not uh blowing smoke here uh Jared Fritz is a positive voice from the NWA and he's, he's one of the yeah. best people I've met uh, since, since we've started this thing and legitimately uh, 
you know, you can only do what you can do with me, but like the, the encouragement that you gave me, uh, the, the positivity you bring like that stuff, that's super important, man. It means a lot. And it, and it, um, it, it really did turn me around from where I was. Like I had, I, I don't know, man. I don't even know how to say it. Like, I don't know a good way to say it, but like just where I was, like just with the quarantine, just like kind of giving in, just kind of just like uh, letting it go, just like whatever, we'll get back to it when this is over. And then like there was this point where it's like, well, who knows when this is over? And it's like, why are you stopping right now? And you were steady, like energetic and encouraging and uh just a, a positive voice. And that's, that's the stuff the world needs. And that's exactly what I mean as much as uh, a David Lagana, Billy Corgan or Nick Aldis, like Jared Fritz is, is right up there with as far as um, doing what you do and, and, and putting your energy out there, man. Like that's, there, that's there important stuff. Have, uh, personalities in the NWA that have really taken up the burden of, of carrying uh, the NWA community through all this crisis that we're in. I mean, you think of all the stuff Thunder Rosa's putting out, what Camille's putting out, but Jared, you're right there with them, man. Okay. Every day you've got something to say and uh, you're, you're one of, you're going to be, when we come through this on the other end, you're going to be one of the ones that they talk about is that, Hey, this is one of the heroes of the, uh, wow. of these quarantine man. days. Uh, uh, so seriously, man, we, we, well, my wife and I love watching you, man. She always talks about the cute riff with the man, but I'm like, man, he ain't that cute. <laughs> it's, it's all kidding. it's all the hair if i cut the hair it's gone you know no nah, man but uh you seriously bro yeah. you're you're the man and uh and, and uh the nwa hashtag nwa fam appreciate you well i that that means the world like it's it's never ever and my wife can attest to this it's never been my intention to garner attention from what i do it's just a matter of somebody believed in me at some point and they taught me that you have to believe more in others and you believe in yourself or that they believe in themselves before anything can happen. So it's just the smallest part that I can do. So I, I really appreciate it. It means a lot. Um, Jared, uh, I, I am legitimately getting uh, some questions. So I'm just going to, before you, before you have to bail on me, um, just as a, uh, just to take it back to wrestling really quick. Yeah. Um, were, were there any uh, refs that you looked at as examples as far as like Tommy Young, Charles Robinson, yeah. uh, Nick Patrick, anybody? Did, <laughs> did you have somebody you modeled? So, um, yeah, Tommy Young definitely uh, was. So when I first started watching wrestling, I never really paid attention to the referees. Um, and then Chuck Robinson just sticks out, you know, just the little Nate hair and all of his mannerisms. And so as you learn more about him, you learn a lot that he got from Tommy Young, just the same. Um, and I've actually um, I don't want to say developed a friendship because I don't know if we're at that level yet, but a, definitely a relationship with James Beard recently. And I've been reading his book and learning a lot from him and watching his mannerisms. And so those are kind of like my top three. I'm a big fan of um, Red Shoes and Tiger Hattori from New Japan because I believe that New Japan um, highlights referees more for what their purpose is rather than just being a random person in the ring as as enforcing rules and that's something that i was taught um when i first started out is that you are the rule keeper and you have to have that confidence to do that so i started pulling from those guys because they're 
if you've ever watched it, I mean, they're in there, you know, they're in there, they're pulling them apart. They're telling them, Hey, you know, this is, this is what you have to do. If you don't do this, you're disqualified. And so I like a lot of those guys. Perfect. Uh, yeah, that was, that was the, the big one. I, uh, I was curious about, but, uh, Jared, we, we got to get you on a, a recap episode or something. We can go into more detail. Like I was super excited to go like through the timeline. I, I know you've got to go, uh, and, and you ref like two, two matches in this one. So it was super exciting. Do you, but, but if you've got, if you've got one that stands out in your mind and you want to cover on the, our NWA power recap, we'd love to have you back. And, uh, I think people would absolutely about you. Absolutely. Uh, Lagana like hog the spotlight with you. So. Hey, he's a, he's a good, he's a good guy to hog the spotlight though. You know, <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So, uh, uh, but, but we don't hold, hold you up anymore, man. Uh, anything else you want to add? Tell people where they can find you just uh, real quick before we let you. Go. Oh, I hate this part of any type of podcast. Cause I don't ever remember any of my social media <laughs> stuff. Hashtag uh, riff it. <laughs> Yeah, if you if you follow hashtag refit, you find me anywhere. Um, I've got a new YouTube channel that I'm doing, um, which I think all you gotta do is type my name in on YouTube and it pops up. Um, at J Fritz Ref Life on Twitter, Jared Fritz on Instagram, and Jared C Fritz LMT on Facebook. Oh, perfect. Jared, you have been awesome. Thank you so much for hanging out with us uh, no problem, during this man. whole thing. Thank you guys. I greatly yeah. appreciate it. And I hope you guys have an awesome night. Stay safe and be well. All right, brother. You take, take care. care. All right. Now it's us. All right. Let's so let's, let's get started. Uh, Tim <laughs> defeated Jack's Dane by pinfall. <laughs> <laughs>